0: Ready. Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts Micah and Nick from Fifth Quarter ACC. We took a week off last week. I uh, wanted to kind of catch our breath as we get ready to really ramp up production as football season is upon us. I feel like everybody's been talking either conference realignment. Or some podcasts are really deep diving ACC football. Shout out to the Basketball Conference podcast. They've had a pretty long hour and a half long preview of every ACC team. And as much as I would love to do that, you know, I think it's in our best interest to kind of do some things that are different. So um, today we're going to be talking the ACC win totals as currently provided by DraftKings. Nick and I are going to go through and talk about some locks that we have. Uh, We're going to go team by team, but we will say if it's a lock or not when we do it. Um, But before we obviously get into that podcast, um, Nick, Nick, how are we doing?
1: Uh, I'm good, man. Uh, Nice little week off for us. Uh, It was my birthday last week, so that was pretty cool. I'm old Oh, happy birthday,
0: Nick. I didn't realize that. Now I feel terrible.
1: Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, I feel like we're kind of uh, like my birthday this year, it was re- that turning 25 is kind of is really the definition of a quarter life crisis where a you, you really do stop celebrating your birthday. Like to me, it really was just another day because you're kind of not with your friends anymore from college. Uh, you're working all that stuff. And then you think, man, I'm on, I'm halfway to 30. What the hell? so it but it was a good day i mean uh yeah i mean it was a good birthday my parents got me a nice little gift which was nice um but i enjoyed the week it's hotter than hell here man it is like 95 there are afternoon thunderstorms it is so damn hot i think we're finally going to get back down in the 80s which will be very nice but it is extremely hot um other than that, uh, I guess we can talk about this. We do have a little announcement. Uh, if you guys follow us on Twitter or follow the fifth quarter, I guess, family, we have paired up with underdog, uh, underdog is basically a sports book, but they do focus more a little bit on fantasy. So we paired up with them, um, and it's really cool. This is kind of like our first ad, which is awesome. Uh, we have our own promo code, so if you download the app and use promo code ACC, uh, your first deposit they'll match up uh, up to a hundred dollars, which is awesome. Like that's free money that you can play with. And if you use our promo code, I think you get an extra ten dollars. I believe that's what it is. So if you use promo code ACC, download the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, We don't have the over-unders on what underdog has for uh, the ACC total wins, but maybe along the week we will get those for you. Uh, And Mike and I are still testing stuff out. But uh, just thought, you know, we'd mention it since we're talking over-unders on ACC teams this year and what we like, what we don't like. Uh, It's exciting, though. Uh, Every fifth quarter – I guess avatar, or whatever, every fifth quarter team has their own promo codes. I think a lot of people from the fifth quarter family have tweeted it out, talked about it. So if you support us, go ahead and support underdog. You support them, you support us. So use promo code ACC. It will really help us out. Um, yeah. But other than that, Micah, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Life's getting a little hectic for me, but of uh, potentially a, a pretty cool announcement to make next week on the pod for personal life, Nick. I'll probably talk to you about it off the pod as I haven't even mentioned it to you yet. But um, you know, just keeping pretty busy uh, at this point. Um, so you know, everything's going pretty good. Uh, might be starting some new TikTok trend, or I'm going to try to go every college ball stadium I go to. I'm going to do a challenge. Yesterday, I spent probably four hours in Memorial Stadium just goofing around doing some trick shot stuff, showed off my uh, my Devin Leary and Brendan Armstrong impersonations, drilling some goalposts from 20 yards out. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to win the Heisman or anything, but guys, take the odds on me winning the Heisman through underdog fantasy and telling you you're going to get that dub. But, um, you know, we're, we're doing pretty good. We're, we're, we're actually 63 degrees today. It was 107, though, on Saturday. So uh, it's been raining and cold all day. So it's been the weirdest thing ever. Um, so I'm trying not. I'm trying to do my best to not get sick because obviously that's the last thing we want right now. Or I want for sure, but I'm doing pretty good. I'm 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 pretty pumped, Nick, because we're less like this weekend's four weeks from college football. Like we're we're almost here. It's almost here. I mean, it's crazy. It's this off season, There's been so much stuff that's happened, and I mean, in my personal life, there's been so much going on that time has just kind of been moving so quickly that I haven't even realized that it. it's pretty much here, which is awesome. So I know I'm excited to, to do some win totals here and, and kind of see where we're, our thoughts are at going up from the month from the season.
1: Hi, man. That's awesome. Uh, I should mention, I am a little other personal thing that I actually forgot to mention. Uh, I guess I'll be getting closer with the Wake Forest program. So I'm starting a, I guess, new quote unquote internship with the social media department. So I'll be there twice, maybe three times a week, helping them out. They'll be teaching me and I'll be helping them. Uh, they lost a lot of media guys as I think everyone could tell that the social media department at wake forest was so good. Like their videos, the editing, everything from football, all the way to baseball season. Uh, a lot of those guys took other jobs, Uh, So I will be helping them out uh, throughout this fall and I'll be learning new things too. So I'm excited for that. Um, But but before we get, I, Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully I will be doing a photo shoot or be looking at the football photo shoot uh, sometime this week, which will be a lot of fun. But Micah, I do have one question for you before we get into uh, the wins over under on wins. Uh, did you take away anything from ACC Media Day last week?
0: Um, that Pat Narduzzi needs to chill out. That's one thing I took away from it. Um, it's kind of weird that you're shitting on your offensive coordinator that brought you your best season in the history of you being a head coach. Um, especially when said quarterback that helped get you there. I mean. It's kind of weird that you're shitting on an offensive coordinator that literally got you a Heisman finalist. Uh, Weird take, uh, for sure. That's probably the first takeaway. And I think the second one, and probably the biggest one in terms of national news, is, I mean, should should we have guessed that Dabo was going to shit-talk DJ? Probably not. But Dabo seems all in on DJ this year. I know. So that's that's something that obviously everyone's kind of talking about because – you know I mean? Again, Davo is always going to ride or die with his guys, but I like, I would almost argue that you can't say that that was coach speak. Like that was true. Like he thinks there's something there, which if that's the case, that's awesome. I mean, that's going to be great for I me. Mean, that's a former five-star. Like that was supposed to be the future of the, of the uh, you know, of the Clemson Tigers and college football. So it'll be interesting to say the least. Those are probably the two biggest takeaways. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed hearing, All of the new coaches speak. I thought Mike Elko did a great job. I was a big fan, of course, of what Tony Elliott had to say. Brent Pry was very, very uh, well-spoken as well. So I would argue all the new coaches kind of gave us tidbits of kind of what to expect for the future, which again, too, I think thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I think I enjoyed too, Dave, Dave Doran seemed confident, but, uh, but like calm. There wasn't like this, demeanor to like this could be our greatest team ever kind of thing it was just we should we have expectations and we hope to hit them so that was definitely something too that I took away it was just a lot of I would say very good coaches speak and then also too, Jim Phillips you know I didn't really like how he addressed realignment to be honest it was kind of strange that he was I don't know if you caught that but he was just like if we're still, like, not if we're still a thing, but it was kind of basically saying, like, there's no promises of what the future is going to be for the ACC. know they're in a good spot, but not a great spot. So we'll just have to see. But those are my takeaways. You had any takeaways that you wanted to mention, Nick?
1: Yeah, I mean, Dabo, of course. I mean, that doesn't surprise me that he's, you know, uh, I can't believe I'm about to say it, but all in on uh, DJ. Uh, but it literally does not surprise me at all. I mean, you got to be in with your guy before the season starts. You can't kind of talk about any speculation that he could be a bust going into this season. I personally am afraid that we're going to see a Kelly Bryant, Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence situation this season for Clemson. I'm betting hard on that. I think that might happen. And yeah, the... Pat Narduzzi thing I thought was so odd to me that that really came out of left field. I mean, your coordinator got you the best season ever. You won the ACC championship. You had a Heisman uh, finalist. Like, what are we talking about? That that was kind of out of nowhere to me. And uh, you know, I I've never been the biggest fan of Jim Phillips. I I've met him one time. Very nice. Na- Seems like a nice guy, uh, but, you know, he, he didn't seem all that positive. I was hoping that we could hear something that the ACC is going to do. I loved how everyone freaked out when he misspoke and said the 17 teams and everyone's like, oh, my God, who are we adding? Are we adding West Virginia? Are we adding Notre Dame? What's going to happen? Uh, But I, I think that that's not in the talks at the moment. Um But overall, I mean, it went as expected. Uh, Dave Doran doesn't surprise me. He's always been a, you know, calm manner type of guy. Doesn't get too excited. He doesn't want to speculate. So other than that, uh, it was a good ACC day, I think. I just wish there was a little bit more info that we got out of Jim Phillips.
0: Yeah. For sure. I mean, in a way, I'm probably glad it was a quiet media day because – Honestly, if they would have made it super complicated or super stressful, that could have been almost more annoying. But that's true. Anyways, good point. Good point. I think it's time to talk some win totals. So we will go by division and alphabetical order to make this fair. So people that want to follow along, if, you know, you decide you only want to hear our take on win totals for your team or certain teams. Obviously, that's a good way to kind of track it. So it obviously, has us starting with Boston College. Boston College currently is a six and a half point is kind of, or six and a half is where that win total set at with a plus 110 to the over and a minus 130 to the under. So obviously for those that just don't remember how gambling works, plus 110 basically means you put a hundred bucks down, you could win 110, Uh, vice versa for you to get your money back. You need to put 130 down to win a hundred dollars for the under. So with that being said, Nick, I'm going to kick this off and this is an over for me. Like, I don't understand why it's juiced to the under. I understand that Boston College isn't the greatest of programs. Um, but, you know, Phil Djokovic's a great team. This is going to probably be, be Jeff Halfley's best defense. They get Louisville at home. They get Clemson at home. Not to mention when they get Clemson at home, it's right after Clemson has played at NC State and goes to Florida State the following weekend. Um, you know, road games at UConn is not scary. They get Duke at home. Syracuse at home like I would argue that Duke Syracuse Yukon, Rutgers at home Maine are all locks that's five wins right there so you just tell me they need to get two between Louisville at home at Florida State at Virginia Tech Clemson at home at Wake at NC State and at Notre Dame I think they can go two and five in that I don't see why they can't you know there's a good chance that again there's a sleeper games too like NC State's got Boston College after Wake Forest and then going to Louisville the following week. So there's a good chance that they, they have a lot of good sleeper spots and kind of can catch some teams maybe when they're not, they're not thinking. So, or maybe not thinking, but as worried about them, they're overlooking them. I think this Boston College team's seven and five. So I'm, I'm on the over.
1: I think I have to go under at six. I think I have to. I just, I don't like their away schedule. I really don't. I know they get Clemson at home, but at Wake, at NC State, at Notre Dame, I'm not, at Florida State, I'm not really, at Virginia Tech, I'm not liking it. Um, Now, they can. I'm not doubting it at all that they can pull off one of these upsets on the road. I, I think Boston College is strong enough to do that right now. I, I just don't see it. I think uh, Rutgers is a lock, Maine. Uh, I think they could beat Louisville at home, uh, UConn, Duke, Syracuse. I mean, there's six right there, and you're bowl eligible. Now, yeah, th- this Boston College team I think is different, but it feels, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the ACC – but they got to replace an entire i th- i think they got to replace what their whole offensive line if i'm not mistaken I-, I could be wrong i heard that somewhere um it it's tough six wins with that road schedule is very very tough or i mean six and a half is very tough uh i'm going to stick with six they they can't pull off a win at wake they could probably pull off a win at nc state maybe um, catching them sleeping. You know, they could catch Notre Dame sleeping. I don't know. Notre- Let me look at Notre Dame's schedule and who they have. Um, okay, of course, there's an ad. Thanks. Uh... Okay, so before they play Navy and then after. Okay, after that, they play USC at USC. So Boston College could actually be one of those sleeper teams for Notre Dame. Now, how good is Notre Dame going to be? We're not previewing Notre Dame, but they got a new head coach. Um, Everyone seems to be all in on them and the new head coach, so we'll see what happens. But if things don't start off well for Notre Dame in the beginning of the season, Boston College could be that sleeper game before USC. And before that, they got to play Navy. I'm looking at Notre Dame's schedule, and I – holy crap. I love this schedule. This schedule is so juicy. I don't know if you've seen this, Micah. They got open up at Ohio State, Marshall, which is not an easy team, Cal, UNC, then they're off. Then they're against BYU in Las Vegas. I don't like how it's in Las Vegas. Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, Boston College, USC. I, I love Notre Dame schedules that's what's so great about having a independent team like that but sidetracked they could pull off that win Boston College uh but for right now I'm going to stick with six wins for BC
0: well I get um again there, I, I think it's very plausible too that six wins like is that perfect kind of number I will say though like I don't know if Virginia Tech's gonna have their shit together by week two and Boston College loves playing the Hokies. So I just think that maybe that's where they get that win. You know, there's a chance that, that Boston College could roll into Louisville, going hosting Louisville at 4 and out. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them to win in Blacksburg and win at Florida State because Florida State's going to have to try to figure it out a little bit too. So, again, it's a wide open division. I, I'm, I'm higher on Boston College than most. And honestly, I don't know if you remember this, Nick, but when we did like way back when our – Way too early going through like you know through that app and creating stuff. Remember who I had Clemson losing to Boston College. Boston College. So you know I don't know if I feel as confident about that as I did then. But the fact that I even think it's a plausible opportunity, I mean they only have to win two. Again, I think they're going to get UConn. I think they're going to get Duke. I think they're going to get Syracuse at home. I think they're going to get Rutgers at home. I think they're going to get Maine. That's five wins right there. So again, they just need two. I wouldn't put it past them. So I'm going to go over there, especially because, again, the money, too, is juice to the over. Or it's a better value, I guess you could say, going with the over. So moving on to Clemson. Clemson is currently at, as one want to confirm, but I believe it is, yep, 10.5. The plus 110 to the over and a minus 130 to the under again. Over. I don't think Clemson loses more than one game. Like, I mean, I can see, though, if you don't believe in Clemson rebounding from last year, this is the easiest under in the world because their schedule is not easy with at Boston College, at Florida State, at Notre Dame, Miami at home, NC State at home, at Wake. Like there is there. I mean, I don't think there's a world where Clemson loses six games, but I just named six possible losses for Clemson. So I understand if anyone takes the under, but I'm on the over. I think Clemson's a playoff team this year. I think Clemson's the ACC representative. I just, I think that between Cade, like that's the thing that only people understand is if DJ is not it, so be it. Because I think between Cade or DJ, someone is going to pan out for Clemson. And they have the luxury of their first three games being arguably the easiest it could get with at Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech. That's a good three-game stretch to figure stuff out. And then going to Wake will be a challenge. But Wake has some demons they have to try to exercise against Clemson because it never goes well for them. So, you know, there's a chance that, again, Clemson's rolling into that NC State game 4-0, and they're at home. So, you know, again, I'm going to go over because, again, that gives me room for them to lose one game. But I think there's a good shot that they do lose one game. I don't think Clemson, I mean, last year was a down year for Clemson, and what, were they 10-3 and last year? So I'd like the odds of them getting to, you know, 11 wins this season. I think they improved from last year.
1: I'm going to hit the under on 10.5 for a couple of reasons. DJ's a big question mark going into this. The quarterback position is a big question mark because a lot of people are liking this backup um, behind DJ. And Dabo hasn't dealt with something like this where he's had to replace both coordinators. Um, What's his face? Who just went to Oklahoma uh, has just been there forever. And now you got to replace him and your offensive coordinator. Um, But ACC is a lot stronger. And there is another team that's not in the ACC. That's a lot stronger too. And it's their rival South Carolina. I'm kind of high. Now I know it's at Clemson. I get that. But let's say things are not going well. Let's say. For some weird reason, Clemson loses to Wake and NC State. You're already at 10, but if not, if one of those don't pan out, and you're at Notre Dame, those are the four games that I kind of circle right now for Clemson. South Carolina has never been stronger. They, they're they going to year two with a coach that everybody loves. They got Spencer Rattler in a new environment, who I think uh, just had a bad patch at Oklahoma. And I think a new environment will do him justice. And you're at Notre Dame. You're at Wake. I mean, like you said, that's not a guarantee for Wake. Absolutely not. And NC State. So there are four games I circle for Clemson. If things aren't panning out well, that, hey, this this might not be the season either. You know, I'm harping on that the ACC is a lot stronger, especially the Atlantic with Wake and NC State and possibly Florida State coming back if they can get their things together. And South Carolina. uh, Now, I'm not saying South Carolina is going to win. If I had to bet right now, I think Clemson will win that game. But if things aren't going well, you never know. All streaks got to come to an end. State's streak with Clemson came to an end last year wake streak with Clemson could come to an end this year they all have to come to an end at some point in time so I'm not feeling strong on this Clemson team I think they'll get 10 wins I don't know about 10 and a half I just I do see two losses somewhere between those four teams
0: that's fair again I, I can easily see it it's again I just will lean I, I just can't count Clemson out Moving on to Florida State, they are six and a half for their win total with a minus 135 to the over and a plus 115 to the under. So they are juiced big time. People are hammering the over. I think, with the money being what it is, I will take the under because I do think that Florida State is very, very likely to be six and six. Like, It's still a bowl season. I think that's a moral victory for them. Their schedule is not easy getting Miami, getting Clemson, getting State on the road, getting Wake. You know, obviously, I I think Louisiana is obviously like they're out of conference schedule. Duquesne, LSU, Louisiana, and Florida. I would say that only one of those is a surefire win. I would like to think they take care of Louisiana. I think they can get one of Florida or. LSU but there's no guarantee there so if you're two and two in the non-con I think four and four, four is very very feasible you know for Clemson or for Clemson for Florida State knowing that they're probably going to lose to Clemson they're probably going to lose at Miami they're probably going to lose at NC State and I think they're going to lose one of the at Louisville or Wake at home so that's four and four so and there's a good chance they're three and five in the ACC and potentially three and one out of conference so I'm going to go under with the value being there I don't know if I would lock anything up yet, but I would go a little, or excuse me, I go for Florida state with the under here at six.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think it's, I think they should get six wins. It's hard to find six wins with Florida state in this schedule. Um, but I'll tell you this, dude, I see three in a row at the end of the season I see Syracuse, Louisiana, and I see Florida. I think that they could beat Florida this year. I really do. I think Florida isn't – no one's talking – not a lot of people are talking about Florida. Everyone's high on Florida. I'm not so much. I, I, I'm, I'm just not. They got rid of a good head coach, and they're bringing in this guy from – actually, what, wasn't he from Louisiana? Wasn't he from the Rage of Cage? That's actually pretty freaking funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of turmoil at the University of Florida, and that game's at home for Florida State. So I could see if Florida uh, is going to be bowl eligible, they have to win those last three games of their schedule because Clemson at NC State. Wake Wake has gotten your number number the last couple of years. Boston College, you've been struggling with. I could see them being Louisville pulling off a little upset there, but Duquesne's a win. I just don't see it at six and a half. Um, they they do need to be bowl eligible. They are desperate to be bowl eligible, so I I will hope that they get six wins, um, but I don't see six and a half.
0: Yep, I I agree. Well. Unfortunately, for those of you that don't know, we record with Zoom and we're running out of time on our first Zoom call because we only get 40 minutes and we're cheap and we're not going to buy Zoom premium. So we will be taking a little bit of a break. This is a good time for you to check out Underdog Fantasy. Um, there will be some ad that Anchor will put on here for you. So whatever Anchor decides, check that out as well. But we will be right back with some more ACC over unders. Welcome back. Hope that commercial was fantastic. No idea what it was for, but I hope you loved it. Regardless, gotta love anchor sometimes, Nick. But uh, this is a great time as well to plug Diolis Deli again if you happen to be passing through Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Telling you, Dioli's is the place to go. No free advertisements, but I get Nick for free and I don't have to pay him. So I guess we can only advertise this fifth place of what puts the roof over his head currently. So um but we are official
1: fuel. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> official deli. Of Wake Forest baseball. I don't know if we can actually say that or not, but the official deli. Yeah, no, of Wake it baseball. is.
1: I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think some of the players have listened to us, so I think it, I think it's okay. Uh,
0: the, the official, unofficial <laughs> deli. Yes. Yeah, of yeah, Wake yeah, yeah. Forest baseball.
1: <laughs> but
0: we are uh, here. We are on the fourth team of the AC Atlantic, and I think arguably Nick the most interesting one. Uh, Maybe your NC State Wolfpack might be the more interesting one, but Louisville at over six and a half, uh, going at plus 105, under six and a half to the minus 125. Louisville has an interesting schedule with going to Kentucky the last week of the season, of course, but they're also on the road at UCF, they're on the road at Virginia, Boston College, Syracuse is their season opener on the road. They have a feisty James Madison team coming to town, which by the way, that James Madison team is sandwiched between a schedule of Pitt, Wake Forest and Clemson and NC state and Kentucky. So like, And they're FBS now. Yeah. You've got a murderer's row of, of your final six games and JMU is your easiest opponent. Like their schedule's not, not very nice. Um, they play the directional Florida schools. They play UCF and USF. That's helpful. Um, So there's a lot to unpack here. Like, I think Louisville is going to be a really good football team, Nick. But man, you're telling me I have to say seven wins? Like, I don't, I don't. I think they're going to probably go two and two out of conference. But are they five and three in the ACC? Probably not. So I'm going to have to take the under. Unfortunately, I do think this is a bowl team, and I think this is going to be a better record than six. Like this team is better than what six and six will say. But again, like Virginia on the road is not going to be easy. BC on the road is not going to be easy. I mean, again, maybe maybe they're fortunate that they have Wake and Pitt at home, but I would argue that both of those teams are better than Louisville. Obviously, going to Clemson, NC State at home. Like, Nick, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to put these demons on you this early, but if you're NC State, I don't know how you're not scared about that Louisville game down the stretch there. <laughs> Like that's like the most NC State game, like where NC State rolls into Louisville, Kentucky, ten and zero, having the season of the set of the of the of their fran- franchise, but of their school's history. Overlooking looking towards rival North Carolina, but they got to get through Louisville first in late November. I mean, scary stuff for the pack. We'll get to them next, but I think the under here is the play, uh, and the number itself, the money number, you should say, It is not big enough to where like, yeah, you have to put more on it to get that under payout. But at the end of the day, you know, I think there's money to be made there for Louisville. And again, as much as I hate to say it, I do think six and six is the more probable cause.
1: Dude, this, you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head when you say this team is better than six and six because six is a lot for this schedule that after that bye against Virginia, Holy crap. That is a murderers row. Like the ACC champs, the ACC runner up, one of the best FCS teams in the nation who is now, guess what? FBS now at Clemson, uh, the ACC champ hopeful champions. And then your rival Kentucky, who by the way has a Heisman hopeful as well. And they look like they could be the number two team in the SEC East. That's a murderer's row, man. Like, dude, could you see them losing all those games?
0: Not all of them. I think they're two and four. I I think they're going to get one of them, whether it be Wake, Pitt, NC State, no offense, maybe even Kentucky, but... I don't think they. I don't. There's no way they go. Man, that's not fair. I can't say there's no way. I don't want bulletin board material for Louisville fans, but I think it's very, very, very unlikely they get 500 in that back stretch. And that front stretch is not easy either. Their front six games are four road games against a Syracuse team that's going to be desperate week one with the new offensive coordinator, who by the way was Virginia's offensive coordinator, which means they're just going to be slinging the rock everywhere. Florida state team. That's going to be desperate for a win at UCF. The bounce house on a Friday night's not going to be an easy place to play. USF should be a win at home, but at BC and at Virginia and the Virginia Louisville series has kind of been where whoever's the road team loses the game. And I would argue that, you know, I don't think Louisville is that much better than Virginia or Boston college. And with those being on the road, I you know like there's, there's a good chance that Louisville like goes three and three in their first six, so now they've got to go three and three in the back. I mean, that's just such a tough
1: schedule. This is one of the tougher schedules I've seen so far. This is brutal. This is absolutely brutal. I, I, I'm gonna have to go under on it. Like, I might have the balls to say that they could go oh and six. In that back stretch, but I I I unfortunately do not. There, have the is, there is there is a quit that.
0: factor on this Louisville team. I mean that Scott Satterfield thing. You know, last year they didn't quit on him, so maybe they won't this year as well. But like you I mean, like you said, like if they're they're four and two rolling into you know into that bye, and then they get smacked by Pitt and Wake, it's going to be hard for them to be like, oh yay JMU. I mean I think they win that game. But they're five and four, and and they have arguably – like the three best teams on their schedule are probably their last three games. (laughs) So you have to almost be bowl eligible going into November 12th to be able to justify that six wins. And this is at six and a half, so you need seven. So I just don't see it.
1: The one thing that they do have going for them is that those first three games after that bye – are all at home and that's like you said those first three games are noticeably a lot easier than the last three so let's say louisville does goes four and two in that first half before um the bye week those fans are going to show up against pitt wake and james madison and they could help them pull off go two and three in that or I'm, i'm i'm sorry two and one in that um so, you never know. That home field advantage could be. I mean, Louisville, I think, is one of the most underrated atmospheres, underrated stadiums Absolutely. in the ACC. So, you're four and two going into pit after a bye week. That could be very, very helpful. You got the fans going. You're still in contention for a deep run in the ACC with two ACC potential wins right there at home. Like, it could happen, and they got the quarterback to do it. But the problem is, is I think Louisville. I also heard replacing a lot of their offensive line, so there's that risk factor of Malik Cunningham getting hurt. So I pray that he will be okay uh, going into the that last half stretch. But as it sits right now, man, even that front half of the schedule is so hard at Virginia at BC. I mean, at Syracuse, that's brutal to start off with, too. Syracuse, by all means, is no powerhouse. We all know that, even in our own conference. But the Dome is a crazy place to play. They get the best of any team. They they almost got Clemson. They've gotten Wake on the road. I mean, at, at the Dome. They've got NC State at the Dome. Like, start off there, that's going to be very, very tough. So I'm going to stick with...
0: Under six and a half. Yeah. All right. We move on, Nick. Your NC State Wolfpack. And what I would argue is the lowest, more shock, maybe not lowest, most shocking number I've seen so far, and arguably across the ACC's win totals of NC State at eight and a half wins. The over is heavily being played at minus 150, where it is plus 130 to the under. I will not bet this, Nick, because there's just way too much money to lose. And I'm sorry, I don't trust NC State enough to ever put $150 down just to win $100. But how in the world do you look at this and play the under? Like, I understand NC State has a history of NC stating things. But at ECU, they should win. Charleston Southern, they should win. Texas Tech, they should win. UConn, they should win. Florida state at home. They should win at Syracuse. They should win Virginia tech at home. They should win BC at home. They should win. I just said eight right there. And you're telling me that they're going to lose the remaining four of at Louisville at North Carolina, wake at home and at Clemson. No way. They're going to at least get one of those. So I'm, I'm on the over, but I definitely would not bet this because there's just way too much money to put on it. And if things did go South, if they lose week one, that like I don't think it happens, but there is a scenario with my ends, like with the brain of, and I'm sure it probably runs into the, the pessimistic NC state fans brains too. Like there's a world where I could see NC state being tuned. Texas tech is, uh, is the Louisville of the big 12, a program that everyone's not like, no one's truly talking about them, but they are definitely dangerous. You've got ECU who, is going to, I mean, I think it'll be half red in Dowdy-Ficklin, but let's be honest, ECU fans show out. That's going to be amped up and rowdy as heck. So there's a lot to look forward to there. But then at Clemson too, like again, there's a there's a justification that two and three is, is possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, I I would not bet this because there'd be way too much money you have to put down to really get any sort of payout. But I, I will go over eight and a half for NC State.
1: Dude, I'm this is our fucking year. <laughs> I'm going over eight and a half. Um
0: Nick's, Nick's gonna find an alternate line that says 11 and a half, and he's still gonna hammer the over.
1: 12 and over. No.
0: He's gonna like he's gonna find a line where it's like plus 380 for 11 and a half, and he's gonna hammer that put a hundred bucks down and win three eighty.
1: I mean, this is sort of just like last year. I think last year they had us the over under at seven and a half and state should have gotten 10, but it was nine. Anyway, I think they can do it. I mean, I'm I'll admit at ECU to start off with is going to be tough. Um, And ECU is a very much improved team. They got a great head coach and, I really do wish I that bull game happened. I really do against Boston College because I would have more of a feel of where ECU, ECU is um, going into the 2022 season. But I'm hoping the first four are wins. Texas Tech does scare me a little bit because we never, ever, ever do well against Power 5 out-of-conference teams. We just never do. I think literally our last power five out of conference win was Notre Dame in the horrendous thunderstorm in 2017. I think it was 2016. I think that was the last power five out of conference win. Or actually, you know what? It was Arizona state in the bowl game that same year. I think that was, that was the last power five out of conference win. So they Uh, need that.
0: Nick, that's not true. You beat UCLA this past season because quitters never win. Uh,
1: that's true. That's true. A- anyone know the definition of forfeit, right? I mean, I know nowadays we're changing definitions around here. But <laughs> <laughs> but a forfeit means there's no competition, and that team who forfeited gets the automatic L. So that's yeah, just suck it,
0: Big Ten. It. You took a quitter. Have fun with that
1: yeah for real um no but i am looking forward to that texas tech win or i mean i'm sorry game i hope i just, just didn't jinx it there but we need to get that monkey off our back we really do that's just hard to live with honestly but i'm hoping for zero going into clemson and then obviously uh, i will make that decision when we get there but we've had florida state's number for the last five years i think with one loss i think we're four and one in the last five years against Florida state. And they got to come to us. We should beat Syracuse. Virginia tech scares me a little bit. Uh, We never really do well with the Hokies, but it's at home. And I'm thinking Virginia tech will be struggling by that time in this season. Uh, I I'm hoping we beat wake. That's at home. We usually beat wake at home. Um, So I'm punching the over man, eight and a half. I will be so disappointed if we don't get 10. Ten right now, like I'm sorry, ten right now for NC State fans. With this NC State team, should be the goal, right? And, but we want more. We should want eleven. But if we get ten, things are looking really, really up for this program, and I will be disappointed. Like I will be disappointed if we don't get ten wins. I mean, so over might, eight and a half.
0: This might be a terrible take, Nick, but hear me out. Dave Doran was on the hot seat two years ago, right? If they actually get the under here, eight and four or less, he should be back on the hot seat. This team is yeah, way I have, too I big think talented. So. Yes. And like, I understand that the AC Atlantic this year is by far the best division, but you can't tell me that, like, oh, well, we went eight and four. Yeah. Like, Clemson is Clemson, but your talent this year is better than any, like, I would argue that NC State has the best roster in the Atlantic from top to bottom. I mean, especially if, again, if we're not factoring in actual five-star ratings, just purely what we've seen in college, the best roster is in Raleigh. So how do you not expect 10 wins? Like, and again, this schedule, like you said, is not unfavorable. Like your toughest games are at, North Carolina and at Clemson, if you ask me, maybe you change Louisville for North Carolina, but Wake at home, Virginia Tech at home, BC at home, Texas Tech at home. ECU is going to be basically a 50-50 split, so you can't argue that's a road game, road game. Like, there is no reason why NC State should not have an over in this situation. There isn't. If they don't, it's because they it is a mental game, and as a Virginia fan, I know exactly what it's like to deal with mental games when it comes to playing Virginia Tech. So I hope for or all things NC State that they actually do what they're supposed to because this is a team – And I look at the schedule. There's – like if they get past Clemson, I don't know if they lose a game. Like, Nick, there's a – I think there's a better path to 12-0 and 0 than there is to 8-4. and 4. Yeah. Like, based off the pure talent, they get that weird one-off. They don't actually miss the extra point against Clemson. And, heck, you know what? They might actually win, or field goal, whatever it was. And guess what? They might be 12-0 this season. So, you know, I think that's, a again, a good lock for – Actually, you know what? We're locking it. We're locking it. We're going to lock this one up. I'm going to have my first lock, Nick. Are you going to lock this one up with me? NC State over Dude, eight and a half?
1: I have to. I have to. This is all the, right. this this is the first season lock. we're all talking about.
0: It's our first lock. You know what? I talk myself into it. I still – well, you know what? Screw it. I can't say I won't bet it because you know what? I will bet it because I don't see how they lose here. All right. We move on to Syracuse. This is an interesting one. Syracuse is at five. Their schedule, I would argue, is kind of ideal for a team like Syracuse because UConn is probably your – easiest. UConn and Wagner, but UConn's your easiest FBS opponent and it's on the road. I think you're going to win that one. Getting Virginia at home on a Friday night is ideal. Getting Purdue at home is ideal. Getting Wagner, of course, at home, whatever. Getting Louisville at home week one is a very ideal matchup. Getting NC State off a of bye at home, very ideal. Like, these games that they're getting are very good. They actually are hosting Notre Dame in the Dome. That's pretty good spot. Like, I would argue games that I would have them, fi- like, guaranteed losing at home, like Pitt and Clemson, they're on the road. And Wake, they're on the road anyways. So it's not like they're really losing that much on there. However, at five, I don't – I think it's a bust, to be honest. Like, I don't really lean one way or the other. I will go over just because the money is plus 120 to the over, so I will take the over if we have to play it just because, again, we want to be fair to everyone here because there is a path to where I could see them – like there is a path for NC State or NC State, excuse me, Syracuse to be four and one going into the NC State game. Like I wouldn't put it past them to win both UConn, Wagner, and then two of the three between Louisville, Purdue, and Virginia at home. So if that's the case, you're four and one, and you need two more wins in a pretty tough back half. But again, at or NC State at home, Notre Dame at home, Florida State at home. At Wake Forest at BC, it's very doable. And I think, I think it's five. I don't, I don't really feel comfortable, but I I do think that Robert and I and and that you know staff that's coming over, kind of from Virginia, in a sense, there's a couple guys coming over to including uh Coach Beck, who was the quarterback coach or was the quarterback coach at Virginia, now quarterback coach at uh, Syracuse. You know, I think there's a chance for I think I think I think five and seven is very is, is where I lean, but again, because it's a bust. I will go over just because I I feel like people are sleeping on Syracuse a little bit, and I think they're a little bit more of a threat than people want to give them credit for. Because, again, they almost took Clemson last year. They almost took Wake last year. Like they can beat some teams. So I won't put it past them, but I will put them at five and seven with I'll go lean over because the money also is less of a risk with the owner.
1: Dude, I think I'm with you. Like, I think it's right at five. I think they. I think it's bust. Cause I, 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 I can't see a world where Syracuse is just bowl eligible right now. I, I, am sorry. I just, I can't. I, I do give them credit that they should be better this year. Um, wh- where did they go last year? Four and eight, I believe.
0: Oh, well, I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and we kind of had a little bit more hopes of them going, you know, b- being a little bit better last year, and they started off okay, but I think it, it's got to be. I think it's right at five. Like I, I love opening up against Louisville at home. I love UConn. I think they can put a real scare against Purdue. Purdue plays very, very slow. And like you mentioned, Syracuse, brand new offensive corner from Virginia. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and then Virginia and then Wagner, you know, that's a kind of favorable schedule for a Syracuse team that wants to start off pretty good. Uh, I do see five. I can, I see a path to five. I see Louisville. I see Yukon. I see possibly Purdue Wagner uh, you get NC State, you get Notre Dame. Who knows what Notre Dame is going to be like? They are right now, to me, Notre Dame, the biggest question mark. Like they could get seven wins this year, they could get 11 wins this year. And I wouldn't be surprised by both. And playing at Syracuse is no walk in the park. So I think it is right at five.
0: Yeah. And I think five is the, the perfect number. If this moved to four and a half, I'd be the happiest man in the world. But I do think there's a challenge here. Now, here's my second lock. And this is my true lock. Like, I think this is the best number you can get in the ACC. Right now, Wake Forest is at eight and a half with the over at plus 110. So people are betting under eight and a half for Wake. You're sleeping on Dave Clason. They're out of conference schedule Nick is VMI which is I mean people might not know this they don't run the option like army does but you've got VMI Army Liberty with with no Malik Willis anymore and at Vanderbilt that's a 4 and 0 non conference slate you're 4 and 0 to start the season basically I know army is not that early in the year but you're 3 and 0 rolling into Clemson at home I don't know if they get over those demons yet but you're telling me that hosting North like at Duke win, Syracuse at home win, North Carolina at home win, BC at home off of bye win, Army win, Liberty win at Vandy win, VMI win. You need one more win between Clemson at Florida State at Louisville at NC State. They're winning one of those games. This is a nine and three team. Easy. And the money is favorable to over. Yeah, give me the over eas- easiest lock. My lock, whatever you want to say. Like I would legit throw money on this if I was allowed to bet college athletics. Like this is, this just seems too easy to me.
1: Yeah, I mean we are expecting Wake and NC State and Clemson to battling to be battling it out. Wake will not be battling it out if they're if they go under eight and a half, they just simply will not. Um, between those teams, you mean to tell me they can't get one more win? I mean, I think they could beat Louisville. Who knows where Louisville is going to be at, on October 29th. Um, I'm sorry, like wake, I- I'm smashing that over. I think they start off three and zero. I think they give Clemson a scare. I think they beat Florida state and army. So you're what? Five and I'm betting more that they will be five and one going into the bye week. Boston College win, Louisville win. They got to come up, they need to um, get over some demons against North Carolina. Uh, at that last game last year was a little scary for them. And the I think UNC is on a two game win streak against Wake Forest right now, so I am a little nervous for some reason about UNC and Wake. I don't know why. But Carolina should be a win. Syracuse should be a win. Duke should be a win. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, if we are seriously talking, Wake Forest beating back in the ACC championship again, they have to get over eight and a half wins. If all these talking heads are talking about it, then you got to smash that over. Like, the Atlantic is going to be very tough. But there are three. There, there's a three-headed monster in the Atlantic, and it's Wake State and Clemson, and would, all those teams. I will not doubt should be over. Should be at least nine wins for all of them. I mean, this That's is the, the world we're talking about.
0: This is the easiest out-of-conference schedule of any ACC
1: Atlantic team. It's always it always is for Wake. They and always like, get an A. I, I mean, then. I
0: don't mean any disrespect to Army or I me. Mean, I think Vanderbilt's gonna be better than what they were, but you know, this is by far the best schedule for Wake that they could have out of conference because, like, going to Vanderbilt's your toughest task. great. like, go like hosting Army is different than going to Army. There's a huge <laughs> difference between playing in front of thousands of cadets to playing at home. In front of again, there will be a lot of military. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked too. Army and Wake force have a good relationship. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe some army cadets make the trip down, like they'd send some students down, but or cadets, excuse me, not students. But you know, this is, in my opinion, just way too easy for Wake. So, in terms of not for Wake, but in terms of the, the number at eight and a half. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the Atlantic. We are going to do the coastal in a separate podcast. If not, this podcast would be three hours long. Nick, any final thoughts here on the Atlantic before we go? Um, I don't want to do any predictions on the season yet, but, you know, is there anything else you want to add before we
1: wrap this up? Just one more thing on Wake. Their defense can only get better, right? That was one of the worst defenses I've ever seen on a really, really good team. Their defense can only get better going into this season. On offense, they return everybody. And not only do they return everybody, they're getting back Donovan Green. Donovan Green was a huge, huge target for them uh, when they recruited him. Made the switch from Duke to Wake last minute. And he was supposed to be big for them last season, but he got his ACL during mini camps. But they get him back with Sam Hartman. With a strong offensive line, uh, there's some question at running back. I don't know who their starting running back is going to be. But their defense is only going to get better. And the offense, I can't believe I'm saying this, might improve even more with the presence of Donovan Green. So hammer that over for Wake. Like eight and a half should be no problem for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think we're all in agreement here, and I'm, I'm kind of glad. Nick, I'm glad we have football to talk about again. My life has been stressful. I'm sure yours has been, too. I mean, you've been fighting to get a job. Um, you know, it, it's nice to know that we might get to actually enjoy life here in a little bit, which would be really, really nice. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, obviously, I've got a chance to say this to you personally, but hearing about your wake forest thing. I'm so happy for you, man. That's exactly what you needed. It's going to help our pod too. Cause you're going to get a little bit of extra behind the scenes for us over at wake. So, Oh yeah. I um, can't
1: wait, dude.
0: Guys. I, ho- I hope you are, are running to the bank right now to hammer for Nick and I wake forest over eight and a half. Cause you know, Nick, Nick doesn't have insider information yet, but I mean, again, that just seems way too easy to not do so. So um, with that being said, that's all I've got. Thanks everyone again for listening. Remember, it just means a little bit less money, a little bit less TV broadcast, and a little bit less in general here in ACC country. And as always, go ACC.